God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. Israel, Israel after the flesh, Israel after the spirit. Is it replacement theology? Did God replace Israel? That's when he said, uh, as a hen would gather her brood, so I would have gathered you, Jerusalem. Thou wouldest not, therefore your house is left unto you desolate. Is that forever riding off the nation Israel? Of course not. But the door for the Gentiles is open. So blindness in part has happened to Israel, natural Israel. That the wild olive branches, the Gentiles, could be grabbed in. Blindness in part has happened to Israel. That we, the Gentile nations, could be grabbed into the vine. That we would be in the church of the living God. So Jesus came to his own. His own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. To become sons of God. Which are born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Spirit born. He came to Israel, the nation Israel first, the, the Jew. What advantage has the Jew? Much in every respect, Paul said. To them belong all the ordinances, the commandments of God, the law, all the, all the promises of God was given to Israel after the flesh first. But then, they had a zeal for God, but not according to wisdom. And through their unbelief, we have a door open as Gentiles to be grafted into that vine. Jesus, the vine, you are the branches. But he said, don't, don't, don't be proud because you stand by faith also. If you and we as the Gentile nations were grafted in as wild olive branches, how much more is he able to graft in the natural, natural olive branches, which he will do in the last of the last days. All Israel will be saved. So let's take a look at this mystery. That mystery that God has working for his honor, for his glory, that all can be saved through the work of the work of the ministry. Now, Paul mentioned that in Romans 9, he could himself be accursed or literally doomed to hell for his brethren after the flesh for their sake. And he said, not all Israel is Israel. And it sounds like double talk. But the ones that believe God, they can still be grafted in. Natural Israels can still be grafted in if they believe by faith and take that the call chosen and faithful being born again of the water and the spirit just like anyone else does in the body of Christ. There's only one plan of salvation. There's not one for the natural Jew and another one for the Gentile because God has concluded them all in unbelief. There, for none good, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, on the day of Pentecost, when the Jews thought 
that Jesus was going to set up the kingdom of Israel and all nations of the earth would be blessed in Israel. They asked Jesus after his passion, after his death, burial, and resurrection, his glorification, he was seen alive of many brethren, many as 500 at one time, for 40 days. And then before he ascended, they asked Jesus, Lord, will it you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to give us that promise that was given to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all them that you're going to make of, of the nation of Israel a great nation to rule all the nations of the earth would be blessed in Israel, national Israel. That was promised in Genesis 12. Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, not a church, a nation. And all the people of the earth, the nations of the earth would be blessed in you, in the nation Israel. <clears throat> well, it's never happened. Even when they took over, went into Canaan in the promised land after going through 40 years in the wilderness, passing over Jordan. There's never been a people that have partaken of all seven feasts of the Lord. There have been a people that took and were there in Egypt and partook of the feast of Passover, the feast of unleavened bread and the feast of first fruits and the feast of weeks, Pentecost. That they took the lamb after it had a male of the first year, after it had been kept up four days without spot, without blemish. Then they slayed the lamb and uh, roasted it all night because you're going out in the morning. And then they ate it with a bit of herbs and then first fruits. Then three days later, they're at the Red Sea. Three days of the resurrection, the Red Sea. And then after that, their Pentecost at Mount Sinai, receiving the law. But they did not go over Jordan, that same people that came out of Egypt because they died in the wilderness because they did not believe God. They believed the evil report of the spies that went over to spy out the land. Only Joshua and Caleb said, well, well, able to take the land. And God turned them back. 11-day journey from Sinai to Jordan. And that 11-day journey turned out to be 40 years. And they died in the wilderness. And their sons and daughters that they say would not, they are the ones that were circumcised again, literally born there in the wilderness. And they are the ones that went over in the season of tabernacles, in the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and then the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. But there's never been a people that's literally partaken of all seven feasts, as it will be, as a shadow of things to come for the body of Christ in the work of the ministry. So Paul gives us this mystery that we would understand the work of God the work of the ministry. He has not rejected and abolished his people, national Israel. He said, as long as the sun and moon and the stars are there, 
so my covenant will stand with Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. And we're talking national Israel, the city Jerusalem. When we find that Paul said it in, in Romans 9, he said uh, that Jesus came to the Father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc., and of whom natural Israel concerning the flesh. Christ came to his own people. It was first proclaimed to the Jew and then after that to the heathen, to the Greek after that. Then Christ came who's over all, God bless forever. And these, the natural Israel, pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God and the promises. But because blindness in part, they had a zeal for God, but not according to wisdom. And they failed at that because it was by faith. Though, not that the word of God had taken an effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Now that is not double talk in Romans 9 verse Verse 6, he's making a distinction between national Israel and the church spiritual Israel, the chosen, the ecclesia, the called out ones. And he goes on, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now he's going to show us the difference between national Israel and the church the chosen, the ecclesia. And that is, they which are the children of the flesh, natural Israel, they are not the children of God. But the children of the promises are counted for the seed. The seed of Abraham is Genesis 15, that Abraham you'll have a seed. And the seed of Abraham, which we all are, if we're born again in the church of the living God. But he has not replaced national Israel with the church. As Paul will go on and give us. For this is the word of promise. At that time I will come and Sarah will have a son. And he's talking about Isaac. You will have the last laugh, laughter. And not only this, but when Rebecca had all conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children, being not yet born, neither being done any good or evil, that the purpose, according to the election, the election of grace, might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said to her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, Esau have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. He goes on about the foreknowledge of God and predestination. And he says there that what if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, 
which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Now the Jews can still be saved if they turn to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. There's only one plan of salvation, not one for national Israel and another one for the church. God has concluded them all in unbelief, all of us. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, none good, no, not one. All conceived in sin, shaping in iniquity. Therefore, there it is, the plan of salvation, that we must be born again, whether Jew, Gentile, bond, Scythian, Greek, or heathen, regardless. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, what advantage hath the Jew? Much in every way. Because of him were given the promises first. Him were giving the covenants. All that was to the Jew first. Jesus came to his own, his own received him not. Now, blindness in parts happened to Israel. But has he forsaken Israel, national Israel? The answer is no. For that the righteousness of God would be by faith not the righteousness which is of the law. For the law says you must keep all the law, and if you fail in one part of it, you're guilty of it all. So by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. And what the law could not do, in that it was weak in the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, not only on the Jews, but the Gentiles as well, Paul said, that the righteousness that of God would be by faith. Therefore, there still is that promise to national Israel. Just as when Jesus was going to ascend into heaven, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Will you make Israel the promise that was given to Abraham in Genesis 12? And in Isaac shall I see be called. And Jacob, are you going to set Israel up as the head of all nations and all nations will flow into it? When you set your throne there, are you setting up your kingdom now? Israel being blessed in all the world, all nations flowing into it. And Jesus said, it's not given for you to know the times and seasons which God hath put in his own power. He didn't say it wouldn't happen. He just said, that's not now, which God has put in his own power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So that we have the door open to all. And we find the first Gentile, in Genesis and in Acts, the 10th chapter, having salvation come to his household of the Italian band of Cornelius. And they talk about how not open to the Jew only, but also to the Greek, the Gentile as well. They had a meeting in Jerusalem with James, Paul speak, as well as Peter spoke about how God had opened up the door to the Gentiles. Then, Peter talks about repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, 
what? For the remission of your sins. There's only one plan of salvation. And that is to be born again of the water and the spirit. And Peter gave us, he had the keys to the kingdom. He gave us that in Acts 2, verse 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. What is that Jesus Christ name? It's of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. All the titles are named. That spirit is named Jesus. That is the revealed name of God. The only revealed name of God. Jehovah Salvation, Emmanuel, God with us. What's his name? Jesus, the name that is above every name. No other name given under heaven, whereby we must be saved than at the name of Jesus. Thereby, Paul goes on and gives us this mystery. He said, I want you to know, blindness in part happened to Israel, national Israel, that the promise of the Gentiles would come in. Then he goes on, and he said this righteousness would be by faith. That's the righteousness of God. There, and he goes on in Romans 11. Now, as we literally confront this, did God literally forsake his people? And Paul addresses that Romans 11, verse 1. I say then, hath God cast away his people, national Israel? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite, Israelite, a natural Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. He stood under the feet of Gamaliel. If anyone knew the law, Paul knew it. And he said, God hath not cast away his people. Those that are saying replacement theology, Paul said, no, he hasn't. He hasn't cast natural Israel off. He hasn't cast off his people, God forbid. He said, what you not, what the scripture saith of Elias, Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, national Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets. They've digged down thine altars. And I'm left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God to him? He said, that's right. I for... No, he said, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal, nor kissed his image. Even so then, at this present time, church age, dispensation of grace, Paul being an apostle to the Gentiles, that apostle that brought us grace. Said there is a remnant according to the election of grace. It's the election of grace. How does that work? It's according to the foreknowledge of God. A God in all his uh, omnis, omnipotence, omniscient, omnipresence, knowing all things, omniscient and omnipresent. Now, subject to time as we are, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Here again, them that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified progressively to be conformed to the image of 
his son. That's the church. So Israel, after the flesh, there's still an election according to grace for natural Israel coming into the church in the ecclesia, the called out ones. But blindness in part has happened to Israel that the Gentiles will be grabbed in. Then he says, and if it is by grace, then it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. So it's not by the works of the law that any flesh should be saved. And Israel went about literally establishing their own righteousness, which was of the law. Had a zeal for God, but not according to wisdom. They failed at that stumbling block. But has God forsook them? No, he has not. And he says, this Israel have not obtained that which he sought for. But the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. They were blindness in part has happened to Israel, national Israel. According as written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day, unto the present church age. He goes on and says, and David said, let their table be made a snare, a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back alway. I say then, hath they stumbled that they should fall? Totally be written off? God forbid. Again, no replacement theology. But rather, through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Thank God. For grace, for to provoke them to jealousy. It was not to destroy them, but to provoke them to jealousy, for they would come to God. He came to his own, his own received him not. But to as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, which are born, not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Then he said, Now if the fall of natural Israel be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them be the riches of the Gentile, how much more their fullness. In other words, he's saying, yeah, they're going to be saved. And it'll be to the glory of God. For I speak to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Notice what he says here. He's speaking to the Gentiles now, not to the Jews. He's telling us as Gentiles, you better stand by faith. And don't be proud and boast. Because if God spared not the natural Olive branches, how much more will he not spare you? For you stand by faith. He goes on there. And he says, and if some of the branches be broken off, thou being a wild olive branch, that's the Gentiles, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fullness and the fatness of the olive tree. Notice the olive tree is the church. Boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Now, the olive branch, we're going to see there's two witnesses over there in Revelation 11, which they say are two prophets or just two men. But it speaks of the witness of God in the testimony of Jesus with two witnesses. The olive branch is the church. Jesus is the vine, you're the branches. And he speaks of the olive branch, which is the candlestick, the church. So the two witnesses are 
Number one, the Spirit of God. Number two, the body of Christ. If you haven't heard that on the podcast, tune in to the two witnesses. And he goes into Jesus speaking of the two witnesses, of him being one in the days of his flesh and the Spirit being the other, John 8, 13 through 27, as well as Revelation 11. Now we're going on. Back to natural Israel and spiritual Israel, the church. And he tells the Gentile, don't boast against the branches. Don't boast against the, the natural Israel. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Jesus is the one holding you up. You have nothing to glory in. Now we'll say, well, the branches are broken off that I may be grafted in. Well, minus in part, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand, our Gentiles, all of us, stand by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Why? For if God spared not the natural branches because of their unbelief, take heed lest he also spare not you. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. On them that fell, severity, very severe. But toward you, the Gentiles, goodness. If, if, there's an if, if you walk in the light, he's in the light. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also, also shalt be cut off. So therefore, take heed lest a promise slip any of us that we should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Hebrews 4, 4, they remain at the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. We have to go on to perfection, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We can't stop along the way and think we got heaven made simply because we're newborn babies or little children because we know Jesus as the Father. He expects us to grow up into him in all things and all truth. Now, Paul goes on to say, and they also, natural Israel, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in right now in this dispensation of grace. All they have to do is turn to God, being born again of water and the Spirit, and that graft right back into the vine, into the vine. He said, for God is able to graft them in again right now. Now, if thou, you, were cut off out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, you're cut off from the old Adam, you're grafted into Jesus Christ, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, the natural Israel, the chosen of God, be grafted into their own olive tree? Now, he talks about this mystery. He said, I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Many think that they can hate Israel, thinking that God's replaced them, and really are standing in a demonic force, devilish, sensual, having not the Spirit of God, thinking they have a right to hate Israel. No. Paul is saying totally, irrevocably, that God has chosen Israel and it cannot be abolished. 
His love for Israel is and always will be. Now, he did the election of grace that righteousness would be of God by grace, not of the law. And for that reason, we will be hated of all nations, not only the Jews, but the Christian faith as well. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21 states it, that you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake, and some of you will be delivered up to be put to death. Because iniquity will abound, the live of many a wax coat, as we said earlier. Iniquity is abounding now. Many will follow their pernicious ways, being anti-Semitic, and thinking they have a right to hate the Jew. Say, well, God did. God said, your house will lift you desolate. No, blindness in part has happened to Israel, but he has not cast off those, his people. God forbid. He goes on and says, and not be ignorant of this mystery. You can't be anti-Semitic and love God because Israel is God's people after the flesh. And it's a promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and has never, God has never, ever backed out of that covenant. As we see here in Romans 11, verse 35, and I'm quoting, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. The blindness in part happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in, until the last Gentile soul is saved. That by grace, not of works lest any man should boast. Then he tells us in verse 26, and so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob in one day. Not in the church. They will not be in the body of Christ except they come into that plan of salvation, being born again of the water and the spirit. That is, though, a promise to national, the national Israel according to the oath of the covenant that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the fathers. And he goes on and says, for this is my covenant unto them, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the natural Israel, when I shall take away their sins. They didn't say they were in the church. He takes away their sins and lets them go into the millennial reign, the nations being blessed in Israel, they are not and do not have eternal life, but their sins are forgiven. And they are the righteous nations, not the church. They're the righteous nations. Death, if they literally sin against God during that millennial, they shall die. Being the child, a die. Being a hundred years old, a hundred years old and just a child, yes because you should live to be a thousand years old. Thousand is perfected glory. What Adam should have done if he had not sinned. And that is that promise, the covenant that God has with national Israel. According that he said to Abraham in Genesis 12, he says, as concerning the gospel, natural Israel 
are enemies for your sakes, for the Gentiles. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. They're beloved of God. Yes, they are. God still loves them. Beloved. The nation Israel. All nations of this earth will be blessed in Israel during the millennial. They will reign in the earth as nations, the righteous nations. The church, the ones of the living God in the ecclesia, they're called out ones. The saints of God will have a rod given to them to rule over these nations. As the vessel of a potter shall they be beaten to shivers. He'll give them the morning star. All the nations will walk in the name of their gods, Elohim, judges. And we, in this regeneration, will walk in the name of the Lord our God. He goes on and said, how will this work? The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Not for the church, but for the nation. He will let them reign and rule in the earth in national Israel for 1,000 years. They're not in the church. That's the ecclesia, the called out ones, in this dispensation of grace. And they can still be grafted in if they turn from their unbelief and be born again of the water and spirit. For as in times past, it says, uh, you, the Gentiles, have not believed God. All of us have sinned, come short of the glory of God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief because national Israel did not accept the Lord Jesus, that righteousness of God by faith, taking their Messiah. Now it opened a door for the Gentiles to be saved. Then he said, even so have the natural Israel also now not believed that through your mercy, the church's mercy, they also may obtain mercy through your mercy. And we owe them because the promises were them and God opened the door for us because of their unbelief. For God hath concluded them all, natural Israel, all mankind in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Exclamation mark. Paul, it was just blowing his mind that this work of the mercies of God upon all national Israel, as well as the church. Who hath known the mind of the Lord, who hath been his counselor? Who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and... To him are all things. Of him, through him, and in him are all things, things of faith. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, God is doing it now. We find those, the Iranian proxy, hating, wanting to destroy Israel, nations there of our coming in, Against standing against Israel. May 14, 1948, made a nation. We're seeing that God's promises to Israel are true. And it will 
the work of the ministry will be according as God's will. And they will and have never been forsaken. They have never been cast off. It's through the work of God, through grace, and this grace that have came to us because of their unbelief, that mercy should be upon all. And this is wonderful and working and excellent in counsel from God. So therefore, let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray for Israel. They shall love those that love thee shall prosper. Knowing that in the last days that Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin, opposes all that is God or that is worship, the Judeo-Christian all, he will hate all. Just as Hitler said, he is going against the Sabbath people first and then the Sunday. He was going to literally rule all the earth and try to establish that vision that many will do in the last days and fail. But there will be one that will forecast his devices and prosper, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin, and they will hate Israel. But not only Israel, the church of the living God as well. Jesus warned us of this, said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Well, neighbor, if this has struck a chord in you, the spirit beareth witness with your spirit that this is the word of God. We'd love to hear from you. God bringing his body into one, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above all, father of all, and is all. This is for the work of the ministry. God's doing it now bringing us into the unity of the faith. But don't be duped into believing that God has forsaken his people, the national Israel. It's just not so. There's no replacement theology. As goes Israel, so goes the church. All Israel will be saved. There's a natural, there's a spiritual. And we're seeing that now, especially here in the last days. Iniquity abounding, love of many waxing cold. Those that hate Israel will not be blessed of the Lord. Those that hate the church will not be blessed of the Lord. Well, we love to hear from you. We thank you for your prayerful support and finances. It's only through your financial support that these podcasts can keep coming through you, and we thank you for it. And God bless it, 3,600-fold of those that give. And I know God will bless you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75. 606. Visit us on the websites. Drop me a message if you have any questions. Please let us know. You can do that at sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or dennisbeard.org. We'll love to hear from you. I look for your message. Thank you. Until the next time, the Lord Jesus bless you, and behold the real Jesus.